it's Tuesday, July 26th, and you're listening to Understanding Christianity's mini podcast, Strength for Today. I'm your host, Pastor Sean Cole. I'm the lead pastor of Emmanuel Baptist Church in Sterling, Colorado. I'm also a professor at Colorado Christian University. Thank you for listening to our mini podcast today. As I announced yesterday, if you did not uh, catch that. This is the last week that we will be doing these mini podcasts. I've enjoyed doing them over the summer. I, the Lord's given me more time this summer to be able to do that. But as the summer winds down and as the fall begins, uh, my personal responsibilities and church responsibilities are going to be um, more. Um, I'm going to be doing more. I'm going to be going on a mission trip to India, and just things are going to be happening here in the next couple of weeks that are going to prevent me from having the time to be able to do these mini podcasts. But I hope you have enjoyed them. We are winding down the book of Philippians, so let's just dive right in. Uh, Chapter 4, verses 15 through 20. And you Philippians yourselves know that in the beginning of the gospel, when I left Macedonia, no church entered into partnership with me in giving and receiving, except you only. Even in Thessalonica, you sent me help for my needs once and again. Not that I seek the gift, but I seek the fruit that increases to your credit. I have received full payment and more. I am well supplied, having received from Epaphroditus the gifts you sent, a fragrant offering, a sacrifice acceptable and pleasing to God. And my God will supply every need of yours according to his riches and glory in Christ Jesus. To our God and Father be glory forever and ever. Amen. Paul reminds the Philippian church that they were the only church in Macedonia in that geographic area to support him financially. In those early days of his ministry, If you go back to Acts chapter 17, you find out how the church in Philippi was started. Paul suffered greatly in Macedonia. When he planted the church in Philippi, he and Silas were put in jail. In Thessalonica, which is very close, he had to escape in the middle of the night to go down to Berea because a mob riot had come and ransacked a man named Jason's house looking for Paul. And in the, probably in the midst of all of this, in the midst of the, the riots and the imprisonment, probably what was the most painful for Paul was there was not one other church that helped him financially. They failed in their gospel obligation in giving to the ministry of the Lord. And I want you to notice how carefully Paul words his rebuke to these other churches. They had not shared in both giving and Receiving, that they were good at receiving. Receiving ministry from Paul, receiving leadership from Paul, pastoral care from Paul, not so good at giving back. It was a one way relationship with Paul. They received Paul's leadership, they received Paul's love and care, but they didn't practice financial stewardship in giving back. And yet, the Philippian church that Paul's writing to understood the spiritual maturity of both giving and receiving. They were the only church that gave financially to Paul. And this really brought joy to his heart. This is why the Philippian church has such a special place in Paul's heart. And Paul is not asking them for money. It's interesting, when you read this, he's not asking for financial compensation. He's not asking to be paid. Uh, He tells us this in verse 17. He says there in verse 17, if I can find it, not that I seek the gift but I seek the fruit that increases to your credit. I don't seek the gift. Remember, he'd learned to be content in all circumstances. He knew that Christ would meet all of his needs. 
Yet he knew that the fruit, the spiritual blessing that giving would bring to the Philippian church. Their fruit of giving would add to their account. In other words, they were investing in eternity. They were making spiritual investments through their financial giving. And in verse 18, Paul tells them that they'd been very generous. I have received full payment and more. I am well supplied, having received from Epaphroditus the gifts you sent, a fragrant offering, a sacrifice acceptable and pleasing to God. Paul says, listen, you've been very generous. You've given above and beyond what I expected. It's been a fragrant and acceptable offering. It's been a blessing. Epaphroditus brought me the financial gift, and I'm blown away by your generosity. Their giving was pleasing to God. It brought joy to Paul in that it was an act of of worship. Notice what Paul says there. It was a fragrant offering, a sacrifice acceptable and pleasing to God. Their giving financially to Paul was an act of worship that pleased God. You see, when we practice financial giving, when we practice biblical stewardship, it's an act of worship. We're obeying God's will. It's obedient to the Lord. It glorifies Him. It is a fragrant offering to Him. Now, it's interesting because a lot of times we don't think of giving that way. We, we oftentimes think of giving as an obligation. The offering plate's passed. i got to give. Or maybe your church has online giving or however you do giving. And it's an obligation. It's a chore. It's something you have to do. But Paul says, listen, you know, when you guys gave, Philippian church, what you really did was you gave, first of all, you gave above and beyond. I, I, I didn't ask for anything. You gave this great gift. And it was a fragrant offering. It was pleasing to God. So that's the key, realizing that your financial giving, your stewardship, when you give to, your, to the Lord through your local church, it's pleasing to God. And so I want you to think about that imagery, that when you give to the Lord through tithes and offerings, it's a fragrant offering. It's kind of an, an imagery of the Old Testament. When the Old Testament sacrificial system, when they would burn the bulls and goats and they would have the different incense and all the things related to the tabernacle and temple worship, the, the smells would go up and the offering would be like a fragrant offering to the Lord. And, and that whole imagery through the Old Testament of, of the sacrifices being a fragrant image a fragrant smell to the Lord, a pleasing aroma to the Lord because of their worship, because of their giving. Um, Paul relates that here in the New Testament. He says, listen, when you practice financial stewardship, when you give proportionally, when you give freely to the Lord, to your local church, it's pleasing to the Lord. It's a fragrant sacrifice. It's a fragrant offering. It's acceptable. It's pleasing to God. And again, I want to challenge you today. Maybe you struggle in this area. Maybe you're not giving. Maybe you're not practicing biblical stewardship. Uh, Maybe you're in debt and you can't and you're not experiencing financial blessing. Uh, Again, I'm not a health, wealth, prosperity, word, faith person. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm just talking about simple proportional giving through your local church to the Lord to support the ministries of the church. It's biblical. Paul teaches it here. Do you ultimately see it as an act of worship that pleases the Lord? Well, thank you for listening today to Understanding Christianity's mini podcast, Strength for Today, through the book of Philippians. Lord willing, we'll be back tomorrow. Today is July 26th. 
keep your eyes fixed on Jesus.